Oh, hello there. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Look, any idiot can make a podcast. I am proof of that. Check out Anchor and find out more. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network. Found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this uh, journey interviewing everyone in Scotland uh, revolving wrestling. I am joined with uh, Reckless Tent's Chief of Staff, former UK and Hardcore Champion, uh, the best Polish wrestler in Reckless Intent Wrestling. That is a guarantee. It's uh, Jarek Nowak. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, also I should also add to my resume as the best Polish wrestler in Discovery Wrestling and best Polish wrestler in Source Wrestling. And soon this is going to probably expand to like by other few promotions, but yep. You put you put on CV as long as as long as it's accurate. I mean, yeah, be as well. <laughs> um, so welcome to the show. I've got, I've got first question I ask everyone. It's just the bog standard interview question yep. when it comes to to wrestling. <laughs> How did you get into pro wrestling? What was the what was the moment when you were watching it that got you hooked on wrestling? Oh man, yeah, yeah. As you know, I come from Poland, and when I was growing up, there wasn't like much wrestling in Poland aside from like maybe one episode of a Polish TV show, which is like basically that that TV show was basically like a combination with Married with Children and Ed and Eddie, which is like a sitcom with the people trying to basically scam people. And in one episode, they was trying to do like the underground wrestling league <laughs> as silly as it sounds yeah basically they tried to like one of their neighbors which is like very very big and heavy they tried to pull up against the other people that they found on the streets however the problem was that these people were either unhealthy or it's one case one person was literally 20 ki- weigh 20 kilograms and but in the end he lost and that people decide to steal his TV and stuff like that. But but yeah, I really enjoyed that episode and really hooked me into the wrestling stuff. However, do that do this this time, there was like much wrestling. But however, a few years later, there was like TNA decided to air in Poland on Eurosports channel. Not sure if you know this channel in UK or not. But yeah, yeah were... Eurosport, we used to we used to have it way back when. That's yeah. so a long time ago. Yeah, there were like the very first Impact episodes from like the Orlando, Florida studio. And I think there was the times where like we got guys like Team Canada, Alex Skipper, Chris Daniels, AJ Styles, and people like that. It really, really got me hooked into it. And they were like releasing like two or three episodes per, per week, I believe. However, at one point, they just, they just keep repeating the same pay-per-view, which was like... I think it was Turning Point 2006. Right. And let's face it, it was a good pay-per-view, but I kind of got sick of watching the Voodoo King Mafia doing a parody promo of Spirit Squad <laughs> at DX and challenging them at the Alamo. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting the card in front of me now because because yeah. when you said Turning Point, the first one always comes in season <laughs> four because that was my first one. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Got bikini contest: Eric mm-hmm. Young versus Miss Brooks. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like TNA. Wow. So, <laughs> but no, there's some good stuff on there. There's, uh, of course, uh, some more Joker angle. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Uh, and the best thing, Christian. Yeah, I, I'm now now that I'm reading this, I remember this pay per view. Unfortunately, including Eric Young versus yeah. Miss Brooks. <laughs> Uh, oh, come on, nothing embarrassing about Eric Young. <laughs> you don't like the SpongeBob's underpants? 
yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That that was a very interesting time. I think at some point, yeah. um, one of them got. I think Eddie Gunn got tarred and feathered. It was, yeah. So, so turn to point two thousand six. Not one of your, not one of your favorite pay per views now. Uh, not, not anymore because me. I have to like keep watching it over and over and over again. And to this point, it got me kind of sick of wrestling. However, however, at the new station in Poland called Extreme Sports Channel, and no, I'm not joking. That was the real name of the channel. They started like publishing like an, a short episode of WWE Raw, which was like, I think it was like a month delayed. However, it got me hooked me back into wrestling and stuff, which you guys like Cena, Batista, Shelton Benjamin, pretty much all the guys like that. And soon after that, they would be post, posting SmackDown, ECW, NXT, and stuff like that. And got yes. kind of kind of put me back in the wrestling mind and, you know, Kind of make you want to watch more and more of it. So uh, into early, early 2000, late 2000, that kind of middle point, mid 2000. Yeah. That's probably a better way to put it. Uh, so, so, so pretty, pretty good time to get to get into it. Did you ever mm-hmm. ever have a thought when you were in Poland that that you were going to pursue it yourself, or was that just a case of oh, I like watching it mm-hmm. and that's that's the end of the matter? Yeah, I was like considering like trying to tr- become the wrestler. However, during this time in Poland, there was like Nobody wrestling schools or not for that matter. I think the the, well, the first one that was like created was like in a, when I left Poland, and it was like in the middle of a Warsaw, which is like way way far away from my home city of Sopot, Poland. So I mean, I, I wouldn't take it personally that they set up after you left, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so so what eventually brought you over here then and, and to to Scotland. Well, many reasons, but specifically financial situations, because let's face it, economy in Poland is, wasn't the greatest, and especially for my family. So we came to like to the UK, Scotland, which was like, let's just say much more better than situation in Poland, because as you see in this room, yeah, pretty much like I have to like live with the same room with my dad and brother and wasn't the greatest mm. which is kind of like makes me happy that i, I can now, now live in my own room and have my own personal space as well so, so, that's so just a bit more uh, opportunity and uh and being able to have a yeah. life yeah I mean, so how, how long was it before you you came over here then then was it livingston that you came to and saw reckless intent how did you end up getting making that leap then from from uh, coming over and then finding a wrestling school yeah, I was like, in, I think I like came to Poland in to, to, to not to Poland to Scotland in two thousand and eight, and I was trying to like to you know finish with like schools and university stuff, and while I was like in the middle of university, I think it was like two thousand fifteen, September to be exact, I was starting started looking like for the resting schools around me, and the first one that caught my head was Records Intent, so I decided to like message the patients ask if I could joining that for training and later i was found out like a few years later by mikey that i mean not mikey michael chase like the former owner by the time that he kind of ignored my message because he thought i was like a mark <laughs> because at the time I, on my facebook i had like a profile picture of fit baller with a bow tie <laughs> and that didn't really give him a best first impression of me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I could, I could see that as well. Yeah, they probably saw it and just went, "Oh, this is, this is either a spam account or, or just uh, a, a, a twelve-year-old trying to be." <laughs> yep. So outside of, of wrestling, then it sounds like you're always fairly interested in, in pursuing it. Did you, did you do much sports or, or anything like that that kind of gave you the foundation for for pursuing wrestling? Do I ask a lot of people to do a martial art because that's kind of your replacement for wrestling you still get to do it but not get to do it yeah. was there anything like that you had going on yeah i think i did like a little rugby back in when i was in a primary school in poland but i quit it because most of my teammates were like you know not the greatest human beings to say the, the most polite way right. and also and also i was like mostly the reserve anyway and i wouldn't yes. like do much on that Okay. Else, okay. That's... So, so that, that, that was, was that was your kind of sporting background there. A bit, a bit rugby. Yeah. 
Yeah, a bit of rugby. So, I mean, in, in that way, then, when, when it comes to transferring it to wrestling, even though you weren't playing as often as, as you probably would have wanted mm-hmm. to, then that gives you a little bit of stamina. That yep. means you can get hit, mm-hmm. and you're you're fairly okay with that yep. <laughs> as, as much as possible. <laughs> so, uh, once you convince Mikey that you're uh, – sorry, I'm going to do the same now. Uh, Michael Chase, uh, that you weren't uh, some oddball with that, with that. <laughs> I just wanted to be a wrestling mark. Um, okay. When you got to get to training, then uh, what what was what was that like? What, do you remember what your first day, first couple of days training more were like? Yeah, yeah, I remember like that. The first time I arrived to Reckless was I think it was like doing that 2015 Reckless Rumble, and Michael Chase told, told me like two other people that saying that I would not like last a, a, a week or a month. So yeah, that was a good start, I guess. Soon. And training-wise, let us be honest, I was the greatest. Yeah, I struggled with, like, the rows. I struggled with the stamina. I was, like, very, very sore at the very first day. And I was, like, literally Olympic when I was going to university. So, so, yeah. so Michael didn't, didn't think you, you could cut it. Was that, was that pretty much? Or yeah. you think it was a bit more tough love uh, as, as the years went on that he was maybe trying to push you a little bit more or he just didn't like you at the time? No, I don't think he had like much faith in me in the first place. However, likely, I think during the Rampage Brown seminar, like two months later, I had like my very first practice match, and Mikey was like actually very impressed with me. That he actually started to grow on with me a little bit more, and we soon after that became like very good pals as well. So that's a positive at least. Well, we'll say it was tough love then, because yeah, it yeah. makes it sound better. <laughs> he was he was pushing you. So, uh, so when it came to, so you, you said you, you searched up, you found Reckless Intent in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your kind of experience with, with British wrestling? Because you said you had a seminar with Rampage Brown, and that's a pretty big name in the UK wrestling scene, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. did, did you go to shows around? Did you see Reckless before you joined? Uh, to join up? Did you go to any other wrestling mm-hmm. shows in the area before that? And I think like the Reckless was like the very first show I saw live, and I was actually like, in person in there because my like yeah I was like doing the research before before trying to like other wrestling schools, but most of them were like far away in Glasgow or in the other cities, and I, I didn't like had like much a trans vehicles or cars to like travel through it, so I decided to went with Reckless and Ted, which is like the closest to me, and for. Luckily, Rob Mills, the other wrestling Rickless Intent, lives actually nearby me, and I end up traveling with him to the training. So that's a good thing. So I mean, yeah, especially if you're if you're not if you're not hundred percent whether you want to mm-hmm. do it or not, it's better to mm-hmm. I suppose it's better to get to a closer school, and mm-hmm. then and yeah. then you can kind of if you think oh, this is for me, you can kind of mm-hmm. go out a little bit because I, I know she wrestled for Source, so she me did a couple sessions there at least uh with with yeah. uh with rob as well um, yeah i think i did with like two few seminars one with billy gunn and one with chris hero which was pretty fun as, as someone who, who grew up there watching billy gunn would have just would have been oh he would have been out just as you started watching but mm-hmm. um if you had things like the euro sperm sh- tna mm-hmm. you probably would have picked up some yeah. chris hero matches here and there um, I, mean, I think Bill Gunn was in TNA when I was watching it so he was Voodoo Kin Mafia you didn't yeah. you mention them so of course uh, did, did you did you ask him about the Alamo or did you decide no I'll, I'll, I don't want Mikey already thinks I'm a mark I better not think I better not make yeah. Billy Gunn think I'm as well <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I watched the Alamo part yet but you know but he was vaping a lot that's what I can say I've, I've I've heard stories of Billy Gunn's uh, seminars, and it, it's pretty much it can be really nice to you if if mm-hmm. or you can be the worst human being ever. Mm-hmm. But so it's 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 either it's either or when it comes to Billy Gunn. Um, but but yeah, I suppose he's and he's humongous. It's, it's, that's yeah. one thing I never realised until I met him, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, he's a, you. <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. Um, so, so two months in, uh, you did a Rampage Brown seminar. Michael mm-hmm. Chase likes you, yep, uh, or at least likes you enough to, to uh, take an interest in you. Yep. And you eventually, were you, were you refereeing for Reckless before you actually got in the ring, or was was it refereeing that you were doing first? No, actually, I was like wrestling first before the refereeing. 
Okay. So do you remember what your first match was or or what you were feeling when you were told you were going to get your first match? Yeah, my first match was like in the Reckless Rumble 2016, which is like literally one year after I joined Reckless. So just, I was like very excited and kind of a little bit nervous because I like, it was like very first time me being on a stage. I think, I think there was a there was a couple debuts because I remember I was because I because I've doing the results and I, and I end up I think I mixed up your, yourself and another another wrestler was making a debut mm-hmm. around by the time their names and mm-hmm. they're just all over the place just because it was I think it was a oh his name Justin Deed I think his name was yeah and I was getting yeah his name and your name just all a muddle <laughs> when I was writing stuff out um yep. so so it's a rumble so it's a little bit less pressure on you I suppose mm-hmm. yep um. So how did you feel you did? Were you just just happy to at least get one in, or what was was your what was your thoughts on the match itself? Okay, it's gonna be brief because I was literally like thirty seconds in this match. Right, okay. Yeah, but I did end up kicking a oompa loompa in that spots, to say politely, and then I got eliminated by Jack Jet Stream Jack. That's not, that's not a bad way to. Yeah. It's, it's it's weird that you, if you were speaking to you, like your family or what have you, and they were like, "Oh, how was wrestling?" Well, I kicked an Loompa and then yeah. I got chucked out the ring. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was it. Um, so from that point in, what, what was your first actual actual match then? So I mean, Rumble, of course, it's a great uh, learning tool, but you're only in for mm-hmm. thirty seconds, and all you really hope for is you don't uh, get yourself tangled in the ropes on the mm-hmm. way out. So what was it like actually getting your first proper match? Oh yeah, my first proper match was like I was gonna say 2000 like in the shots, but then I remember it was like not really a proper match. So I'd say my first proper proper match was like in 2018, which was like with against Rob Mills. And yeah, it was actually was like I felt like way, way, way more confident because between the Time with the rumble and this match i was like doing like a lot of refereeing so it kind of gave me more more used to be in the ring and sorting up my shyness and anxiety in the ring and also got me being helping bit be more a little more vocal as well well that's the thing and i mean how did you how did you find that those early times in the ring uh whether you want to call the matches or not but um how, so you said that confidence thing was that was that something you struggled with? Was it uh, more of of being confident, or was there any like a language barrier or something that you, you were trying to get your words out, but they might not be responding as much? How, how did you overcome that? Because now you're like just this, you, you come across as a super confident yeah. wrestler. So how did you, how did you manage to bridge that gap? <laughs> I, really, I just like, have no idea how that happened. Like, maybe know, it's maybe like, it's because you're you're supposed to be the good guy, maybe. Yeah. And now now that you can just tell them they're all smelly, it's yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, um, I, became, I became far more confident when I was being like you know a baddie than the goodie, because it's it's really really hard to like try to get people to like you rather than rather than hate you. Oh yeah, which I, I guess which, which I guess why people do like to be healed so much. Uh, it's, it's from what I've seen. It's yeah, it's definitely a lot easier because I suppose with, with being a bad guy, all you have to do is is mock them, but mock a crowd a bit, and then that's it. As a good guy, you've got to got to be support me, and then mm-hmm. a crowd could be like, "Why? Yeah. <laughs> I know why I hate him. I don't know why I have to like you." <laughs> this as well. Um, so I'm just having a quick, quick look. At, so you had a, had a you're, you're in the kind of hardcore division. Uh, oh, yeah. so bits and pieces in 2017 before before you, as you say, you you feel like you made your, your proper debut yeah. uh, with with Rob Mills mm-hmm. um, there as well. So a little bit of tag team stuff as well. So you always have mm-hmm. someone nearby. But yeah, uh, when when you're actually wrestling, Rob, then so we're saying 20. I've got 2016's debut. I'm ignoring that. 2018's your debut. Yeah. Uh, so what was it like in the ring with with Rob? Because Rob is. I don't know what 2018, I can't remember uh, his character particularly at that point, but I he's a this, bit more outgoing. Yeah, I think uh, at so, this time he was like a, in headbanders, so it's like more flamboyant-ish. So so what was it like actually, re- 
like getting your first proper singles match mm-hmm. with, with trying to get a crowd interacting with mm-hmm. with someone that you're comfortable with because you're mm-hmm. travel training with did yeah. that help yeah i think this up a little bit and uh, even despite the fact that we were both like baby faces in this match it actually went, went quite well and that and yeah it was actually very enjoyable because we didn't like mess up anything that much well aside from maybe me slipping during the dive but it happens but 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 other than that we were like very very, very comfortable with each other we didn't like miss... i keep bringing the same things sorry about that but it's all right um so yeah so that comfortableness obviously it made it a little bit easier for you to to start off with yep. um so i'm going to your 2018 i'm i'm trusting cage match i know that <laughs> they're not the most accurate when it comes yep. to results so if i have missed something like amazing that you want mm-hmm. to bring up just tell me and I'll, and I'll do that but so 2018 after the hardcore stuff in 2017 you end up coming out with the reckless tent uk title yeah soon afterwards mm-hmm. uh beating dells and dare yeah so as as a guy that that's yeah, how was it like? Was it like when say hardcore title is different because twenty four seven, everyone gets a go of yep. it, kinda. What yeah, was it like actually winning a belt, like the UK title? Yeah, so I'm gonna first start with the UK title, not UK, the hardcore title, because the way I won it for the first time was like very interesting, since it was like in a Reckless Rumble 2017, and I somehow end up pinning Mr. Bias for the belt through that Rumble match. And then literally minutes, seconds after that, I got pinned by Mr. News and lost the belt in the same minute, I believe. So yeah, that was like very, very interesting. The Reckless, I mean, they've got rid of their hardcore title now, but they were always yeah, yeah. very very inventive with, mm-hmm. with their hardcore title stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, there was, no. of course, backstage at Discovery where there mm-hmm. was title changes over mm-hmm. the course of a weekend where some of the biggest names and some of the ones we can't mention anymore, but some of the biggest names won the yeah. title. Like Doug Williams ended up mm-hmm. coming away with it. So you're still, so you could technically say that he won the same title as Doug Williams. And yep. as someone who's big into TNA, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so when the title, beating Dells and Dare, mm-hmm. UK title, um, like I said, so what was, what was it like, like getting that that singles belt for the first for the first time? Because it's a very nice belt. Yeah. If I do say so. Uh, was it just phoning everyone? Did you did you tell anyone what was what was your kind of reaction to getting it? I'll be honest, I was like very, very surprised that I got the title like this early in my career, especially since I was literally told on the day of the show that I will be basically fighting for the belt. I mean, not the fighting, just getting the belt because <laughs> it was basically like very surprising considering like a few months before that I wasn't like properly resting, I was just like being a ref and somehow I ended up being not only in the title match but winning it as well. <laughs> It must, must have shown a little bit of faith in you then. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I don't know if it was if it was Michael that was the driving force because mm-hmm. he'd, he'd mm-hmm. seen your work that he'd put yeah. in. But um, it, must, it was, um, again, going through your match here, you end up mm-hmm. uh, defending it. Oh, sorry, sorry. The hardcore and, and UK title stuff's getting a little bit mixed up now in my yep. notes. Uh, but you ended up facing guys like DCT mm-hmm. and and uh, Mr. News, of course. I'm a big, yep. big fan of Mr. News. Uh, <laughs> as always, he's the best wrestler you've never heard of. Yep. Uh, and, uh, of course, you did some stuff with, with the headbanders, mm-hmm. with Rob. So, did you find the 2018 was probably just, like, such a surprising year for you? Because you started it, your first singles match, and then mm-hmm. winning belts all over the place. How, how, yeah. was, did, you, how did you feel? Was, was it just, like, on top of the world, your 2018? <laughs> yeah, let's say 2018 was like kind of a roller coaster for me because the first few months of 2018 was like very good because as I was like finally wrestling properly and winning belts. However, in April, yeah, I kind of like had to I had to like vacate my UK title because I got my my injury in the wrist, so I had to not I wasn't allowed to like properly wrestle for like a few months, two months. So that was like kind of a downer for me, but later got picked up when I, in the July, when I started to like wrestle guys like DCT, which was a very, very, very enjoyable match to, to say. So was the wrist injury, was that, was that wrestling related or was it? Anything? Yeah, it was wrestling related during the training. I, I kind of broke it during, while taking a suplex. 
I'm trying to try and work out the physics of that. So is it was I mean, just the, the front, landed the, or it was like the front suplex. And instead oh. of like and kind of like bending that that way, I, yeah, that's how I landed pretty much on the head. And let's say I was pretty out from like two months. I know from my own experience, bone breakings, it's it's it can just be and it's the weirdest thing though, because if 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 you if you had your arm if you had your wrist any straighter, it would have broken something else further yeah. up. And if that was any straight, yeah. I, and it's a boring story for everyone that's ever, ever yeah. heard it from me. But I broke my elbow and uh, in three places, absolutely demolished the thing. And I was told pretty much I landed like that, but I landed with with my with my arm like that. So the shock went up here and like that. So if you're doing it like that, it, the, the, it's going up and out. It's weird. It's such a weird thing. And it's, yeah, uh, broken bones are not fun for anyone. So <laughs> when you had that and you, you're, you said you're out for two months, mm-hmm. was there any trepidation about coming back and, and nerve, nerves that you may be able to, that, that you may re-injure it? Was, was you a little bit you more, more careful than you usually would be? Uh, when you came back from from the wrist injury, I was like actually fine with the injury. However, I wasn't like too much fine in, in my mentally. And let us say, like the last few months of twenty eighteen was weren't the greatest for me. So I'd say to like took a small break after a discovery match, discovery show with the zombies and stuff. I decided to like took a small break from wrestling, and later come back when I feel like. More okay on my head and basically much more better wrist twice as well. I mean, at least you, I, I like it. I'd rather have wrestlers take a break when they feel they need to because I mean, I suppose in, in the yielded days, um, wrestlers would have just wrestled through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I suppose though you enjoy doing wrestling, it's not your full time job, it's not your life. So the, the fact that you're able to recognize going right, um, this, something's not making me happy. Mm-hmm. I'll just t- come away from this for a bit and just reset myself. Is is a it's a it's yeah, something. If it needs to be done, it needs to be done. And I don't think anyone would would uh, look at you and go, oh, "How dare you?" Because mm-hmm. you know, it's wrestling at the end of the day. It's not. It's it's not real. <laughs> it hurts, but it's not real. <laughs> so the discovery show then that, that's mm-hmm. that's a good way to to get onto that. Mm-hmm. The zombies that was weird. <laughs> Yeah, was so were you one of the zombies, or were you just involved? Were you refereeing, refereeing, refereeing that show? Yeah, I was like a referee for just this much alone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got like, so. yeah, I got like special order from Alan to just referee this match because it's me. It was like one of the weirdest matches I ever had to ref or see, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. I'm for, for, yeah, for, I've only ever seen the footage back. On, I can't imagine what would be like just there because it's just. The weirdest thing, and I know WWE did it not long ago, or tried to do it not long ago, and it was yeah odd uh, to to see it. Um, so it came to refereeing then, and uh, we'll, we'll switch that a little bit mm-hmm. um, because Cage Match doesn't list referees. I have yeah, no idea what matches you refereed. Uh, so you Zombie Lambert match, Jack matched me one of them. That's with uh, Sugar Dunkerton and yep. and uh, Gene Money. So mm-hmm. two very experienced guys to yep. The referee. Uh, any particular favourite matches that you were able to get in the middle of that had some moments, or, or just ones that you're very proud of to be to be uh, in the stripes for? Mm. Yeah, I would say like the matches between like Jim. I like I think I refereed in total like two matches between Sugar and Gene Money because like the series of their matches is like very very interesting, especially after the second show where. Gene Maddy, now known as a mother taker, decided to like steal the soul of Sugar after the match. And it does like, I thought like the match with Zombies was weird, but this just got weirder and weirder. And I was yeah. like trying to so hard to like not to laugh in front of everyone, but it was very challenging. Yeah, um, so so you you were there for the date was you were there for the debut of the Undertaker then when it when he came out in the big trench coat and the and the Ilfa in hat and and that and you were just having to stare I mean, over the match itself that you I were... mean not the not the debut but like the rematch of the match from the zombie lumberjack match. Right. So that was with the uh was was it the is it the 
I the all again. It's just anyone yeah. who is listening or watching this, just go and seek them out because it's. Mm. I don't think words can ever do justice to those matches because yeah. they're just weird. And yeah. it's it's wrestling. It's the best kind. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best bit about wrestling. Um, so so you take your break and you and you you reset yourself mm-hmm. a little bit. So yeah. Um, did did you find that you were just did you put wrestling on the back burner entirely? Did you stop watching it, trying to get just just have that removed, or were you just keeping up with this stuff that's going on at Reckless in the UK and WWE, AEW? What was your kind of wrestling habit during that time? Yeah, I was trying to like keep up with wrestling like a little bit, but not like too much, just to not get you know too stressed out mentally again. Mm. But in the end, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, and. I managed to come back to training like in, a, I think, December, last week's last few weeks of December of that year. And by the same time, I also noticed that there are like new food people arriving from other school, specifically like people like Graham, Stephen Miles, and Alex Webb. And yeah, there were like pretty much a few changes that happened while I was gone for like a month. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the Dundee guys uh, did uh, did uh, jumped over and, yep. and were starting there, and of course uh, it was was it was I mean Michael Chase, uh, of course he 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 retired the year after twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you were able to get in the ring with them before that. Uh, was, was that year? How how was what was it like actually getting in the ring with with them? Um, I'm, we're gonna jump about the timeline a bit because I've got notes written down and yep. I'm. I'm Losing cost. I'm losing the. Yeah, was like, myself, but. yeah, to be fair, it was like still in 2018, I believe. Okay. I had like, oh, cool. like, right. like one on one match with Michael Chase, like literally one day after I won the UK Championship. And that was like on the, I believe it was like on the birthday party as well. So. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. I did resign <laughs> a bit of a cake, but I think that was Discovery Wrestling. Yeah. Have, yeah. That's like one year later. <laughs> Right, we'll get into that then. We'll get into yeah. that in a minute. But we'll concentrate where we are in 2018. So yeah. get in the ring with Michael, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Chase. So he was the guy who didn't like you, liked yep. you, pushed mm-hmm. you, mentored mm-hmm. you. Yep. What was it like actually wrestling him? First, I was like very scared because, you know, it's Michael Chase and he's like, but he can be very, very, he's very hard when he like messed up, messed up or, you know, tried to not do something too good in a match. However, shockingly, I saw how I ended up doing not too badly this match. And Michael actually managed to praise me after this match and saying he was like one of the better matches he had with trainees. Although I believe that's my later change when he had wrestled other trainees, but yep, still something. At the time, you just again, along with being the best Polish wrestler, you're also mm-hmm. his best match with a trainee. So, you mm-hmm. know, yep. this, this CV is growing uh, mm-hmm. along with your, your yep. title wins. <laughs> so, so we had that match, and um, have a look through. So there was a, a few, a few matches here and there with the odd squad, uh, what oh. have you, in, into twenty nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. When did you just? I, I don't have a note when you you, you eventually became uh, a bad guy. Uh, but what was your what was your thoughts on transferring yourself from being the baby face mm-hmm. to just just embracing embracing the dark side and and uh, was it was it the chief of staff run? What was the what was the catalyst for you turning? Turning rogue. I had a catalyst. He was pretty much getting like, tried to be like, yeah, yeah, as you said, being like the chief of stuff and being like more powerful than any other wrestlers. But it kind of doesn't translate too well as an actual actual wrestling, as as you can see by my win and loss record. It's not the greatest since I became a chief of stuff. Yeah, it was good. Through. Your 2019 Facebook was a lot of uh, I've lost again. Yep. <laughs> but again, you, you had so you got a win over Soldato. So, yep. you know, that's, that counts for yeah, something. That's often. <laughs> uh, but no, you got, you got a couple matches in with this, like Theodorus, of course, who we, oh, we yeah. would have trained with him as well. Yeah. Um, he, he would have been another guy that would have come, <laughs> come over to Scotland and, and started wrestling. So, I don't know if you, if you had a kind of uh, kinship with him a little yep. bit. Um, when it comes to, to wrestling, though, Chris, you, we've talked about Discovery. You're referring mm-hmm. in that weird match, the Zombie Lumberjack. Mm-hmm. I've got you noted here as you made your debut the, in 2020 with the yep. with the Reckless Raffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did you feel that that was a big moment that you, you've kind of graduated from refereeing 
it shows mm-hmm. at Discovery to actually being on one of their shows. Uh, what was it like actually getting to wrestle for Discovery Wrestling? I actually felt very excited because I think during this time I was actually feeling way, way, way more confident than before. And I think it was even noticeable by other people from Discovery as well. And I was also surprised that actually very, very people, many people in the audience actually ended up liking me in the end. So that's something as well. Although in the end, I ended up being like destroyed by Deacon Matthews. But hey, at least I got my one and only elimination in the Rumble match. So there's still something. Um, yeah, Discovery, from what I've seen, is a very fun crowd. Is, is mm-hmm. uh, you, could, you could be the bad guy, but if you're, if you're gosh darn entertaining, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to love you anyway. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a quite a nice way of doing mm-hmm. it. So did you find that your run being the heel, being the bad guy, chief of staff, that, yep. that boosted your confidence because you're able to go out and, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, like we were saying, you're able to call the crowd whatever you want and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll just take it as part of the entertainment. Yeah. Um, did you find that was, that was what helped boost your confidence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helped me boost the confidence a little bit, especially since I had like my boss Kieran and Grum with me at the time, and they also helped me boost a little bit confidence outside as well. Uh, and you also had your, your debut in in Source as well that year, uh, twenty twenty, oh, yeah. um, in in one of their the got Battle Royal, but I thought it was just an elimination match, triple elimination match. Um, well, again. So, yeah. Yeah, this match was like, do you know, like SmackDown versus Zero games with where I had like battle royals, and you, there was option for like doing like pin, submission, oh. and elimination over the top rope. Right, I'm with you. Yeah, that's pretty much like this match as well. So again, that's, that's another crowd, and you mm-hmm. you're, you're you're feeling your confidence as you've got your crowd with you. you you've got uh, you've got you're gaining confidence as each match goes, mm-hmm. and then you're you're thrown into into source. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is again a different, a lot. There will be a little bit of crossover with mm-hmm. the with the audience, but not too much. Yeah. Um, did you find that that what was it like trying to um, get another crowd to react? Yeah, an outsider crowd, because of course with with Reckless you would have been there every month, and the crowd will know you. But you're going into Source, and not many people would. Was it just a because of all that confidence, you were able to kind of put your character across a little bit. Were you able mm-hmm. to get them to react how you wanted to? Just yeah, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was like very. At first, I was going to be very difficult to try to like get to booby during my source debut, but surprisingly, I ended up getting booed pretty pretty much during this match, especially during the spots with Xero when he tried to scare me and attack me, and I kind of outsmarted him. And also, they put like a lot of when I end up there, the dance break saying that the dancing is forbidden in the show. And I ended up pretty much putting Freddy the fanboy, who was like the highlight of my source career. So, so between booting Freddy the fanboy and, mm. and uh, kicking and Palumpa, you, you just, <laughs> like, just like beating people yeah. that are just smaller. It's a, it's a good way to get you booed, and, and clearly, it's 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 yep. worked. <laughs> um, so, so outside of that, I was having a, like just I was curious to see if there's any other Polish wrestlers that have, have turned up like in like the WWE and that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, outside of Crowbar, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've got an ongoing rivalry with if he knows about it uh, to be the best Polish wrestler in Scotland. <laughs> but uh, one I was surprised to see was uh, Commander Aziz. Yeah. So uh, Baba Tunde, he was known for, I think that's what his name is, actually. Um, but when, when you see a Polish wrestler in WWE, do you feel like that? that's like, I know he's he's very much different to, mm-hmm. to yourself and build yeah. and height and just everything. Yeah. But uh, is that is that kind of uh, something that seems to be a realistic goal that you could see, right, they, they, they've got a guy from Poland wrestling mm-hmm. in WWE, that's yeah. something I could possibly do now mm-hmm. do that. yeah I think that's like a very realistic goal I can try to go for and hopefully in the future maybe I'll maybe end up being like in WWE or something or like any other popular company but I don't know I, I can't predict the future so nothing it's, if, if mm-hmm. we've learned anything in the last few years nothing is impossible when it comes to wrestling yep um 
especially, I mean, not especially, I was going to say, during lockdown, all these pandemic things, 2020 yeah. happened, made a debut in Discovery, then pretty much that was it. Yeah. That was all the wrestling for for, for, for the foreseeable. Um, you end up, you kind of had a bit of a social media kind of break. I don't know if that was just <laughs> was for whatever reason. Yeah. And then when you eventually did pop back up, mm-hmm. you were ripped. Yep. So, what happened? <laughs> Why did you end up going from from uh, well, just just how did you, that body transformation? What was what was the uh, how did that happen? Uh, steroids. <laughs> now, but for real now, uh, I think during like the end of 2020, I look when after like few, few weeks of training when during the time where we allowed to train, I've noticed that my body and my cardio wasn't the, as great as it used to be. I mean, not that it was great in the first place, but it was manageable. But the, after the lock, first lockdown, I was got way, way, way more obese and not healthy in the first place. So I'd say to get called with the Theodorus, whose side job is like being a PT and nutritionist as well. I asked him to like join his program. So and from like the, I believe December, I started like doing his, pro- follow his program with like the diet and exercises and stuff, which is also challenging during the log- second lockdown where the gyms were locked and I had to train at home and outside as well. Was, what was the, what was the hardest thing? Was it just uh, adjusting your diet or what, what, what did you find was the, what was the biggest hurdle in getting through that program? Yeah, I think trying to get like 1800 calories of cardio during the week especially during the lockdown and I ended up like running way way a lot and I ended up hurt getting like a lot of blisters on my feet and yeah that wasn't a great time but oh but yeah but, but yeah even with even with the like limited diet and stuff I surprisingly diet was like the worst part of it so that's that's positive um, my mind. Uh, I remember during during the lockdown, maybe like the first one, we I decided to do walking. Uh, and I'm, I'm I, whatever you lost, I found. Mm-hmm. It seems to be during during lockdown. Uh, but yeah, the blisters. It was the first time where I've I've actually invested in like I was looking up Skechers and I was looking up uh, everything because I did a. This this is not going to sound a lot to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I ended up doing like a 15 mile walk. My dog hated it. Um, she, I think I almost had to drag her home because she was just done. Um, and yeah, I was like, first thing, as soon as I got home, Skechers, <laughs> socks that are padded. <laughs> I was dead. I'm dying now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's yeah, feet, feet health is important for anyone. If you take away any lesson from this podcast, listeners, just watch your feet. <laughs> um, so so uh, running, that, that seems yeah, to be yeah, your... Yeah. Hopefully, post calls doesn't listen to that podcast. <laughs> so we got, so we got. Um, right, so yeah, running and mm-hmm. uh, cardio, and you made your your in ring debut, re debut uh, last night as of, as of recording. Yeah, yesterday. Yes, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, it, you didn't win. Uh, the ones yeah. unfortunately. That's the, I've got the I only got the results like twenty minutes before we we chatted. So I, I've now I know I now know that information. What was it like actually finding out that the shows were coming back and that you were going to be in a match? And did you feel you were ring ready? Did you get any? Uh, how how much were you training beforehand in a ring before you were able to actually make your uh, return? Yeah, I think I was like training like before the the shows were announced for like a fixes like that for a couple of months or more. Yeah, pretty much like once, once we like the, sh- the, the training, the wrestling was like back on, I was like training for most of the days when I was allowed to. And I was like pretty much like boring ready like, like to, I was today than I was in like in the past. Yeah, basically, I basically feel like way, way more confident than before. I didn't feel like not as ner- nervous as I used to as well. So yeah, there's like a little more and more progress that's co- happening through my life and career. And did you find what, what was the what was the bit that you kind of forgot about when when you when you went back in the ring for the first time? Was it just the ropes, or as soon as you hit the ground on your back, you're like, oh, I forgot how sore this was. Was there any bits that you were like, 
you forgot how how uh, hard or as painful as it, as it was until you actually did it again. Yeah, pretty much forgot how hard the chops can be. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you got less to pad now. You, you yeah. have a lot less to hear. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help that I stopped wearing my body suit suit and I that wrestled the tights again to basically show my physique. Of course, if you've, if yeah. you've got it, you got to flaunt it. So, <laughs> did you did you find the body suits? Um, I don't know. If, did that help with your confidence? Because you weren't. Uh, if you weren't as confident in your body uh, beforehand, that was all covered up, and you were able to uh, um, not show it. And then now that you've you've actually, uh, like I say, you're ripped and you're you're in great shape again, uh, you're able to just show it off proudly. Mm-hmm. Was was there a reason why you did the bodysuit, or was you a big fan of MVP? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much like it was a running joke. That was like keep wearing like turtleneck sweaters in a training for one day, and I, they wanted me to have like a like a, where a wrestling kick like either Goldust or MVP were, but with like a higher turtleneck. So I went with that. And it also helped me that helped me with the physique because again my physique wasn't the greatest at the time because I was like very skinny and stuff. So that kind of helped hide it a little bit better. Mm. Yeah. Um you see some wrestlers <laughs> that, that haven't got the best physiques and, and they insist on wearing tights and you're mm-hmm. like get singlet. Yeah. Just that just make it look all so much better, and it's not—it's not a body shaming thing. It's just a—it mm-hmm. just—it looks more comfortable if you're like, mm-hmm. if it's there, if if, if it's like, uh, if it's, nothing's flapping out. And I say that as a fat man, <laughs> that, that I know I'd be more comfortable with a singlet than over a or a bodysuit over mm-hmm. over tights if I had the body uh, like this. Um, so. Right, I'm just gonna get into my stupid questions because we asked we asked two silly questions to every guest. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've listened to any past uh, recordings or anything with anyone because I've done some interviews with, like Deacon Matthews and and uh, and Alex Webb. Um, but we ask everyone to say once. First one is, what's your favorite dinosaur? Mm, my favorite dinosaur. Does it have to be like a real dinosaur or not at all? It, it can be as tenuously related to dinosaurs as you want. So go for okay, it. Okay, so I'll go with Stegosaurus from Robot Wars. Oh, nice. Yeah. I forgot about the dinosaurs in Robot Wars. Yeah. Matilda. Oh, yep. man. I did, I did a list of 100 dinosaurs mm-hmm. and it took me ages. And now, now that you've, you've given me Robot Wars, as, <laughs> and now my list is all gone to pot. So mm-hmm. I need to get Matilda in there at least. Yep. And, uh, and uh, Sergeant Bash and and all mm-hmm. those those classic. Uh, I think yep. Sergeant Bash was a dinosaur, but uh, yeah. Well, that's my evening. That's that yep. sort. Uh, so <laughs> the other the other question we ask everyone: What would win in a fight? Two sheep or one cow? Um, that's an interesting question. Two sheep or one? I don't know. Probably like one cow because I don't. Know, I don't think sheep would be the bothers attacking the cow in the first place. But what can I know about animals? It's fine. It's a, it's a ridiculous question anyway. Mm-hmm. Either people put way too much thought into it or mm-hmm. just, just throw out an answer and that's mm-hmm. either way, I don't care. It's just a weird mm-hmm. it's just a funny question that we ask. Um mm-hmm. thanks to, to Luking Sharp and Krieger. Sure. Uh that's how it, it kind of ended up kicking off. Amazing. <laughs> that one. Um so like I say I, I, I did start with a, with a going through everything and we've I've just I'm now just <laughs> throwing out questions on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um when it comes to your so your future then you said that because we mentioned Commander Aziz and well, Babatunde, and that it's not impossible to, to be in the WWE regardless of where you're from or mm-hmm. or it is a global thing now. Um, mm-hmm. is, is that kind of your, your goal? Is it WWE or just a, a major promotion? Is Do you have like an end game goal in mind? Yeah, pretty much my end game goal is like try to be like in a like more mainstream promotion, like not necessarily like WWE level, but like Someone like that can like get more and more notoriety throughout the years and years, so I can kind of help boost my career and my wrestling as well. So uh, when it comes to like you say and um, like more mainstream promotions, uh, I don't know how much you watch. Do you watch things like Japan? Would that be mm-hmm. something you'd yep. want to to get to? Like uh, EW mentioned Impact. Mm-hmm. I suppose Impact would be perfect because you know that's how you started watching wrestling was yep, through TNA. Um, and is there any UK promotions that you'd want to to 
get involved with like an icw progress again that would that would boost the notoriety because it's on wwe network is there anywhere that you're kind of wanting to get to yeah i think icw is like a good idea to like to be my next goal to like try to like wrestle for them because i was like a lot of my friends like tiki divers jack morris and theodores are big on this show and I hope to like get to their footsteps as well, being on the network as well. But but you never know. Uh, and is there any any wrestlers that you want to get in the ring with uh, in the next? I don't know. Let's let's say now you're back in the ring, you're wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Um, is there say next five years? Is there any particular wrestlers in the UK or anywhere that you want to get in the ring with? Mm, this is a tough one because I haven't give give myself like much of a thought about it. You just want to get back in the ring first and then just dig yeah, it from there. Pretty much, um, yeah. So, I mean, because Reckless, of course, because of guys like like Dickie Divers and, and Aspen Faith and, and all that, yep. they, they, they're kind of um, bringing in a lot. Of, I mean, Stevie Boy was just on a show uh, uh, recently, uh, yesterday. Um, these are these are big names in the UK and BT Gun and, and mm-hmm. what have you. Um, so you're just happy just to be wrestling. The opponents isn't as important at this stage, uh, or is there, mm-hmm. again anyone that you think I want to get in the ring with them, yep. be it divers or mm-hmm. or what have you. Yeah, anyone I can like get like more experience in the matches and pretty much yeah. That's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so outside of wrestling, what's 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 your passions? What's your joys? What is it? I mean, for me, it's it's uh, Marvel films. That's about it, to be honest. But is, is there any any outside wrestling passions that I know, may may surprise our listeners, viewers uh, here for the wrestling chat? Yeah, also, yeah, like I mentioned, like during the dinosaur questions, like I like a lot of robots wars and stuff. Like more specifically, like there's like also the American Robot Battle Federation called Battlebots, which is I also really enjoy because robots there are like. <laughs> Very, very extreme. And like basically like making like a massacre of robots to say the least. Okay. Um uh, my, my my experience with Robot Wars, I think it was mm-hmm. when I was a lot younger, Hypno Disc and uh mm-hmm. and uh Chaos Two oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I love oh, Chaos. My favorite. Uh Panic Attack was the other was mm-hmm. was that Panic Attack? It was the yellow one and uh Chaos Two just kept flipping it and it just mm-hmm. It was it was a self writer just just kept going. Yeah, um, I think, think it I've got I've got so many Mortis. That was that stupid one. Mm-hmm. That was uh, yep, furry, and it got set yep. on fire. Yeah, yep. that was Mor- no, that was Mortis. It's Mortis. No, because right, Mor- I believe Mortis was just like the one with the three thousand dollar blade attached to it that barely do anything damage. I think the one was, I think the one that was set on fire. There was like. Nemesis or Diotra was no later. Uh, oh, look like oh a... yeah, Mortis. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they took it off and it was still just as useless. It just, yeah. uh... how am I thinking of then? Hang on, right? Uh, I think it was Nemesis. Don't Nemesis. look like, don't look like strawberry. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this out now. Uh, so, Nemesis, yeah. that's it. Yes, yeah, hated it. I know my, <laughs> I liked it. Oh, I've just now just Googled Nemesis. There's yep. some terrible robots on here that I remember. Yeah, yeah the Firestorm. First... I loved Firestorm. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite worst robot from Robot Wars was like Psycho Sprout. Just, just Google it and look how it looks. So. I'll, I'll do that now. So Psycho Sprout. So uh, while I'm doing this, uh, what was your favorite? You, you mentioned this Degasaurus, but what, what was your like other favorite uh, house robots? Yeah, definitely Sir Kill a lot. Oh yeah. Oh, for f- yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at Psycho Sprite now. <laughs> yeah, that road was basically like a RC car put inside a dome. <laughs> and they was like basically driving around it. From- I'm surprised oh that they made it like they've passed the first stage. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. How, how- <laughs> All right, now just electric motor. Oh, of course it is, because it's yep. such an RC car inside. Yeah. Uh, turn in circle, zero. It is a circle. I was... <laughs> oh man, this is uh, this has unlocked a lot of memories for me. Yep. That this is yeah, I, the... I, outside of of updating my uh, dinosaur list. I'm going to be uh, just looking at robots. Yeah, yeah. The first two seasons were like very underwhelming to say the least. 
because I, yeah, I thought like in the past it was like very, very, you know, there was like hitting harder, but in the end, when I look at it back, they like barely do any damage. It's like basically hitting like a piece of metal with a toothpick. Even, oh, even, even the house robots were like not the greatest at the time. Oh yeah, I, I like Matilda, but it was it was. I don't know, I don't know how how I can describe Matilda other than no um in Monsters Inc. and they've yep. got uh um oh, what's her name in Monsters Inc. Oh, the the woman that's actually in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna remember it, and I'm not gonna remember it. I'm just gonna Google it instead. Uh, the voice cast. Let's see. This is this is amazing for anyone that's listening and watching me trying to <laughs> Roz. Um, I don't know why Matilda always reminds me of just Roz, just the slow moving yep. thing that just all chunky and, and what have you. Um, so yeah, so cool lot. Anyway, so cool lot was 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 amazing. Yep. Um, just, I, I like Sergeant Bash because he had yep. the floor. That was. And I think I saw like Matilda, but from season five and up because. She got like upgraded weapon instead of doing like having the chainsaw, which was like very useless against metal robots. She had like a spinning disc with like a bits of coming out, so that could deal like a lot of damage. And and yeah, she got, she caused like quite a lot of mayhem as well. Um, I, I hated the ref bot. It was, uh, it was just, yeah, I hated it. Um, I think I think I remember one one time that uh, two robots ended up pushing ref bot into the pit, which was. <laughs> best day ever when i was yeah. when i was younger um have you ever have you so you joined robot wars and robot battling uh have you yep. ever created your own no nah, i'm too stupid for that i mean we've seen psycho sprout it's not impossible <laughs> yeah fair enough uh, uh, i don't think like i didn't consider it because i saw on youtube a uk robot league called buggle bots which is like a Five killer robots fighting against each other, and also features like comparisons from like battlebots, not yeah, battlebots as well. But I don't know. Maybe I'll think about it in the future. If if you were to create one, what would you call it? Mm, that's a tough one as well. Mm. I'll I'll probably call it call it pole position. Oh, nice! Hell <laughs> of a pun. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> So you have to go in with a bit of confidence, then, because you can't give it a rubbish weapon yeah. <laughs> if it's called pole position, because you, you have to win now. Uh, what, what would what would be your would be your your uh, would, would it be a flipper because you like chaos oh, too, yeah. uh, or do you Definitely go for a flipper? Oh, okay, that's fine. I'm gonna say, or do you want the spinning disc? Uh, uh, Solve all of them, just everything. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just so it can make a weight limit. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's like. Many many weight divisions. So this, it's not like it's it's not the X division. Uh, it's not yeah. about weight limits. It's about no limits. Yeah. Uh, so so we've, we've mentioned like you just want to get back to wrestling, but mm -hmm. and you said your end game is is to get a, a promotion that, that mm -hmm. you'll be able to make a name for yourself and, and get some notoriety. Um, when it came to to favorite wrestlers, um, you mentioned the TNA guys near the start of our, our chat here. Um, yep. But was there anyone anyone that's still actively going anywhere in the world? That you'd want to get in the ring with uh, to to wrestle. So this is, this is fantasy booking main event at WrestleMania. You get to choose your opponent. Who would it be? Yeah, I think I'll go with Cesaro because again, it's like me. He's like a foreign wrestler, and the way that he managed to like get himself to like a very very high level is very impressive and inspiration inspirational for very old, other countries as well. And I'll hope like hopefully like me in the Hopefully, like in the future, I manage to like be just as on the same level as him as well. And yeah, pretty much, I enjoy watching Cesaro matches as well. Is he, is he one of your favorites right now? Or is there anyone else that you go, you can, you watch, and and uh, in particular, either to get some uh, inspiration for your own own work? I, I feel when I see like videos of you and that, I see a lot of like a, a Sami Zayn. The conspiracy mm -hmm. theory, Sami mm -hmm. Zayn kind of thing. He's, mm -hmm. he's a bit crazier, mm -hmm. but he's, he backs up in the ring. Is, is there anyone else in particular that you, you you'd like watching? Um, either I said for training or or ideas or just just to enjoy watching them wrestle. Yeah, I just enjoy watching wrestle overalls. But most specifically, because like specific wrestlers, I would say like guys like Sami Zayn, Tyson Kidd, 
a little bit of like world of sports stuff just so I can get like some moves that haven't been done before. And more specifically, Dobby's choice, old WCW. Okay. Specifically, Russo era. A little bit of Norman Smiley and uh, all that kind of thing. Ralphus. Oh, Ralphus. Wow. There's a, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's certainly something <laughs> came to it. Um, that's the weirdest way to, to wrap up an interview school with Ralphus. Yep. And then go, right, that's fine. Let's get out of here. Yep. Um, so, um, we've covered everything. I, I, well, I really we like covered the, the cake stuff. Oh, cakes! Up, oh, great, right? Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> so, when I was going through your Facebook, and you kind of do every so often, every I don't know, six months or so, you end up doing a like a bullet point of what happened in your yeah. year or months or wrap up, <laughs> and you mentioned dropping a cake. Yeah. So, how, wet, when, what, why, just the whole thing. Okay, so it was like a Discovery Year Five show, and I was given the task to give the birthday cake for Simon Miller at the table like before he comes in and with the 99 and stuff so everything was going fine and the second was coming in and I decided to like grab the cake and put it on the middle of the ring however instead of like picking like cake normally I picked the cake with the stool as well so I was holding the stool with the cake balancing in the middle and everything was going okay until I Lift the cake stool up and the cake fell to the canvas. The cakes, the chocolate side down. So the entire canvas was covered with chocolate. And I saw people like Rob Mills looking at me, like trying to hold up his laughter and stuff. And to do the help that I decided to like use the brush, which just ended up getting worse as I spread more and more chocolate throughout the canvas. And finally, Rob was like, after like crying from laughter for like a minute, decided to give me like blue, blue row, and I managed to get most of the chocolate out. And I was like basically like feeling off red face from the show. And and did the help that Simon Cassidy said, You literally had one job at me. <laughs> I was like very, very embarrassed. And then the segment came off, and luckily, Simon didn't notice it. However, divers notices that just look at me and left as well. <laughs> that was like, for some people, that was like the best part of the show, but for me, it was like probably one of the most embarrassing ones in my, not, if not to say the life as well. It's, it's, just, it's just when you say chocolate cake, because like if, if there's any big mark you, you don't want in a wrestling ring, yes. it's a big brown mark and that's yeah. just like, I mean, thankfully the discovery rings if i remember rightly they've kind of got a black canvas anyway yeah. or gray or that so it's not yeah. as noticeable but oh man that's <laughs> wow so uh what happened to the cake after that was it just destroyed or was there a backup cake who uh, i think i still used it the, the same cake was used for the segment yeah, but, but pretty much it ended up being, yeah, but, yeah. But I think still being end up as a you know, being thrown at Simon's face by looking sharp. So I think it was like any difference from it. Um, what was the reaction from like Alan and that when you went back and or were you just avoiding eye contact with everyone? <laughs> yeah, well, okay. First, I was so by like. All the reckless guys in the there was doing like a recruit for the show until like laughing for to the fact that I dropped the cake. Then also came like I think Randy Valentine, the commentator. He was also like broke out of laughing when he saw that cake and tried to hold himself. And then I went to like Alan to see to, to, to see to apologize for the, the fact that I dropped the cake, but thankfully he wasn't that mad at me and because. I'll be honest, I was like very scared that he was not gonna like to either book me or make me the ref again. But thankfully, after that, he did what well, didn't like that kick stuff, and I still ended up being like the ref after this show, and later ended up being a wrestler as well. Uh, maybe it was like we can't trust him doing the referee and stuff <laughs> if he's got to do props, we'll just make him a wrestler instead. That's probably <laughs> the safest way now. We'll just yeah. have him wrestling. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, that's a perfect way to wrap up. Let's, yes. let's go with that. Um, so, uh, thank you for joining me today. Before we go, though, yeah. you've got to you've got to plug all your social media. I noticed you've got merch now. Uh, so, yeah. plug plug everything. Where can people find you and buy your stuff? Okay, they can find me at the f- Twitter and Instagram under Yarek to underscores Novak. The Facebook under I think it's I think it's Yarek Novak as well, but I'm not sure. I was on Facebook for a while, and you can also buy my. Copa Bear shirt as well on a this I think it was like UKTs or something, but yeah, you can get them for like a cheap price of like I think it's like 15 quid or something, but go for it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, <laughs> th- thank you for not correcting me when, when, I, I was looking at your name and I was looking going uh Yarek Novak and I yeah. thought that was it. So it's mm-hmm. Novak. I'll know yeah. that for the future. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for for speaking today. I I thank you for reminding me about the cake story because I would have felt absolutely terrible if that went out in another interview and I didn't ask about it or, or at least didn't know about it. Um, but yeah, thank, thanks for, for joining me today on the show. Yeah, thank you as well for having me.